Welcome to another Batir We Go podcast, coming at you live from Batir We Go Studios. <laughs> I, do you say that every time? Because it makes me laugh every time. I do. I say it every single Should time. Should it be like Batir Studio or Batir We Studio? <laughs> I'll workshop it. Okay, you you workshop that and... As I'd people like can to, probably tell, oh, there is more guys, than. Guys, it like should have been called the Batirmi Show. Batirmi Show. No, uh, I hate it. <laughs> I let's go around the room. Tell everybody who's here. I am going to start to my lovely left. The <laughs> the my sister-in-law, the, the, co- <laughs> the co-host extraordinaire, who's on this podcast. Have you ever seen the? Um, I'm going to not do this justice, but like, hi, I'm Linda. And like the old, like, jazzercise kid. Anyway, yes. I'm Allie. It's fine. It's Allie. <laughs> no one understands. Allie, the I think co-host. that you're making like a hairspray reference. I'm Haley. I'm Allie's twin. And I do want to say that when I listened back to the first time we were on the podcast, I could not distinguish <laughs> the voices, the differences between Allie and my voices. So I'm just going to apologize in advance. I can maybe you go You did really that. Low. You apologized the first time. So you did. We'll, we'll I think it deserves again. a secondary apology. Perfect. Neil, the man who ruined the audio last time. <laughs> so I need to speak super loud. <laughs> that was deep. The question is, is it Neil who's the problem or is it the Robinson house that's the problem? Mm. We're going to find out this week on But Here We Go podcast. <laughs> From But Here We Go I Studios. That, no, the problem is that Neil was sitting backwards right, in this right. chair. Rever- rever- that. Like my face was facing the wall <laughs> instead of the microphone. <laughs> So did you say you had something to get us started? Because I have something to get us started. But Ooh. you can do yours if you want to do yours. Well, I <clears throat> I do remember when we were talking about having the Robinsons on again. We're going to hit a milestone here. What? What? The, the Episode 10? Is, no, the milestone is you guys are officially oh. the most frequent guests <laughs> on our show. Oh my gosh, we're your first recurring guest. I will say. First reoccurring and also the most frequent. When and you probably I, will be the most frequent. When I am, um, because I can see like the stats per episode, y'all's episode is still the most downloaded episode that wow. we've ever had. Wow. It's probably because I shared that with my friends. I know. Your friends. Yep. Why, <laughs> and your friends did not listen to any of our Why do your friends episodes? not find us interesting? It's probably because y'all don't know my friends. So you have lame friends. I know more of your friends than you know my friends. Are you trying to say that we're not cool with your friends? No, I'm trying to say we that y'all don't visit us enough. enough. We do I, not know them. I have a a good group of people that I don't have to refer to you as, hey, I can refer to as Allie and Joe, and they will know who I'm talking about. I don't have to say Haley's sister. Or, okay. Can okay. I, can I just pause right here just to let everyone know that I am, in fact, on Peter duty, where I'm the closest to the door, where I have to listen to see if I hear a toddler screaming. So if I just magically disappear, that's where I'm at. Mm, the now, if you'll would remember, be, I would if be. I randomly start screaming. <laughs> now, if you guys back. remember from last time, we, we being the tears, said we wanted Peter on the podcast. Right. This is the best chance we have we to get him on really the podcast. We really wanted him to be the first special surprise guest. And we still have that opportunity. Can we define a surprise guest? So, a guest Who who's we unplanned. Don't, right. We don't know if who he's shows up. Yeah. So could be a homeless person. That what's we pull the most through? likely surprise guest? Is it a child? Is it a police officer at the door? <laughs> I'm going to say it's the Mormons. A pizza delivery if person. We could, if a police officer walked in and then we could get him on this podcast, if I would, I, I, I don't know. That would be that would exciting. Be that would that would be like one of those viral videos where the police officer starts playing basketball with the kids, 
And then you're Except on episode of Cops, like the, the, that police <laughs> thing where they do all the body cams and they're just, the body cam is us in this living room. <laughs> yeah. The body yeah. So, we, so did you not have a question? You just were not. Well, I did, but we can go to your question. <clears throat> oh, are you ready for my icebreaker question? Yeah, let's hear it. Would you rather travel into the past to meet your ancestors or travel into the future to meet your grandchildren? Wait, you mean I your hope great-grandchildren? I hope I'm not right. dead before I can meet my <laughs> yeah, grandchildren. I, <laughs> I guess you're... That's my first Would answer. you rather go backwards and meet your ancestors backwards or go forward and meet your ancestors? Two generations. Or your no, predecessors? Like Wait, I don't know what Guys, I, wanna ha- I need some qualifying. So I, uh, I have <laughs> real... Some rules. If I, I go back or forward, am I going to mess up <laughs> my present time? Yeah, yeah. I have real time travel paradox okay, say, issues. Say that you, there's no butterfly effect. Okay. You would not mess them up. Uh, I wouldn't like give would, them a heart you attack. You would like stay for like an hour, get some, like just meet them. A and dinner. Go home. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I have my answer. Okay. Um, like as we established the first time that I was on this podcast, I'm a science fiction nerd and I have a lot of like stress and anxiety around the concept of time travel. <clears throat> Regardless of the rules that you just define, I think that there's no good reason to ever go into the future ever interesting i think it's too much information to have and so i would rather go to the past but it's not too risky to go backwards to the past because now you are the one telling them about the future no but there's no repercussions that's part of the so then why not go to the future because i just feel like you know like because you don't want that to change i don't want to change my perception of what the future will be maybe the future itself might not be changed but like i don't you know what if you're talking to your great grandkids and you're like how did i die like i don't want to know that information and i actually don't ask them (laughs) well what did they say oh my gosh grandma you just died you show up in the future at your grave the day after <laughs> no one that's, said the day that's not timing. exciting so Grandma, you literally just died <laughs> isn't this so crazy well and i that's also not really even going into the future well you'd it's be coming in as a younger person i also i really like i'm i like uh ancestry stuff and I, while i feel like we've done ali's done a lot of like tracking and tracing like pretty far down we don't really have a lot of like qualitative yeah we don't have a lot of like family stories passed down so yeah, I also would want to go, but I'm a history buff, and obviously, I'm the family. You know, can we pick the person? person? I want to pick the person that made that old wooden or the, that the wooden chest that's in my house right now. Mm. I thought that mm. that w- wasn't actually a family heirloom. That's a family Shut heirloom. Up. I was. We told, need to confirm. I was told that. it came over from it. Czechoslovakia. Maybe it did. Maybe, Maybe it, it did. has a sign inside that says "Made in Czechoslovakia." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because that Czechoslovakia didn't exist at the point. It was Bavaria. Is oh, where they came from. Yeah, or Moravia. If you want to get exactly. Holy made. Roman. Neil, no, too far back. Neil, what would you choose? Forward or back? Backward. Okay. Um, thinking of my ancestors' generation past, they would have been living in, say, 19th century Boston Ooh. or 19th century London both cool times which exactly would be cool places to visit so i'm more thinking about so you're not even thinking about the people people i'm just thinking about <laughs> you just want to go to tourism. a time in the past and i think those two cities would be cool places to see right 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 and i think i'd rather see the past. i don't know it's and like you I, could be like guess what i do for a living i sell ads on the <laughs> internet <laughs> and they'll be like what is that that sounds exciting <clears throat> what about hey. you 
real quick, real quick, side tangent. Remember last time we were talking, I was like, oh, I just saw the the thing redline. Right. I saw it redline again. And nothing Did you happened. notice anything in the editing? Yeah, there's always a red line and it doesn't Nothing do happens? No, nothing cool. happens. Cool, cool. There you go. So, let me tell you where I would go. It would obviously be backwards. And there's some, how to put it, there's some hotly contested stories. Joe wants stories. to go back to Disney Ooh. and Earthalls. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually very His little, Japanese ancestors. I'm very little Neanderthal. It's just, it's very difficult because I could go all the way back to Japan and see where this where this all started. Right, where the that 13, is it 15%? Me. It might be 17% now. The numbers always change. It goes up every time? I don't know. I uh, haven't looked lately. To clarify for the me. listeners, yeah, 23 and me. We all had 23 and me done. All of us. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 Haley and I kind did of. it. And, and I'm just... Allie and I'm I were gifted f- one box because <laughs> we were twins, so I spat in it. I'm, I'm freeloading off the information. Anyway, yep, continue. So we don't actually know about Allie. We don't. But I could go all the way back to Japan. Where I think I would want to go is... To get a solid story about where my last name came from. Right. We do not have a good answer. Do you know what your name means? Yeah, it means strong. It like depends bull. on well, it depends really? it depends on what language Something that, like that you were asking. Because like the word batir in I think Spanish in, is to build. In Wait, French, what about it's Turkish? To build. Oh, to French is to build. In Turkish it's, it means something. It's, so I guess do you wanna share the story of of what yeah. we know about that last So here's name? what we know about the story. Oh my gosh, about it's the, it's name. the beginning of but here we go. This it's is the, the beginning. beginning. It is the beginning of But Here We Go. So the story goes that my dad's grandpa, or maybe it was his, no, it was his grandpa living in, in a country that we do not know. Country, maybe Russia. He was forced out of his home. They, they being the people in charge, said, we are taking your home. We are taking your cattle. This is no longer yours. Get out. And so him and everybody else, they were being forced out of their homes. The government was taking it all, and they just started walking like refugees. And they were walking all day, all day and all night at one point, And somehow my grandpa got... Was the only one left as a child. Yeah, trial. somehow he got separated from his Aww. family. And this... I guess would have been my great grandpa. See, I don't even know which generation. Right. So they're walking in a group. They're walking. He goes bathroom. He gets lost well, how from his was family. Explained, if, sorry to interject. How it was explained to me when I like met your grandma and was with your dad that time was that everyone was killed and your yeah. relative who was a child fled and uh, survived. Yeah. So he got out during this. Presumably something like the like Bolshevik a revolution. A pogrom. Right, right, right. Sure, whatever a pogrom is. That's like what happened in Philly. It's the place of, yeah, you got, you're on the right okay, track. Okay, okay. So, all day, all night, walking with these other refugees. And finally, he gets to some type of water crossing. Chooses to not pay for the raft. He just starts walking across it. That was a that was a joke. <laughs> there was no raft to pay for. That's an Oregon Trail joke. Oh, okay. Uh, so he he crosses the river. 
he like crosses, he's gonna get swept away. crosses this river, crosses this lake. Joe's great great that there was Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the body of water was right, or we, which we really one it have is. No information. But he crosses, and there, there are people who are who are welcoming these refugees. And one of them asked asked our our ancestor, "Where's your family?" And he's like, "I don't did it know. by myself." And they're like, what's your name? He's like, I don't know. He so is then, in his last name, yeah. Yeah. So then they said, you are Batir because you are strong. Oh. And so that, and literally, like, they don't know. Yeah, that's, that's really what sweet. my, well, so that's what my dad name, says every single time I ask him. The name Batir to mean strong in what language? Presumably something related Turkish related. Related to the country of Turkey. And so what is so interesting. Turkmenistan. Right, right. And so Joe, so his father was born and raised in Turkey, immigrated here. Well, I guess he wasn't raised in Turkey, sorry. He came over here at like around two and three. That's what the records show on Ancestry.com with Joe's grandmother and... um, Grandfather. Grandfather. And Uncle Sal. Right. Miriam was born uh, here. The parents and then Joe's dad and his brother came over here very early. Um, So... We have always assumed that it was Turkish and that Joe was heavily Turkish. But when we did 23andMe and Joe got back his, his DNA ancestry results, he was primarily, I feel like it was a lot of Russian. It was hmm. mostly Eastern European right. all the way up to Japanese. Right. Like that was, that was Mongolian. almost 50% of it. And then the other fifty percent was more of a kind of British Isles. So there's not really coming any from like, my mom's side. Uh, Arab, and I guess Arabic is a language. Yeah, so right? it's so not no Arab. It's not that we are, we are not the. There, there's two main groups in Turkey. There are the, and I'm forgetting. There's like immigrants who come into Turkey, but then there are the like original. Turkish people that go back to, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Solomon? Constantinople? Not Constantinople. Genghis Khan? Yeah. What was Genghis Khan? Mongolian. Mongolian. Yeah. I think it was Most, like. I think everyone can be traced back to Mongolians. But that's like. No, a, everyone can be traced back to Genghis Khan as well. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I don't remember. I'll have to look at but it. But I closer. will say. But like, there's like an original, more of an indigenous culture in oh, okay. Turkey. And we are not for part sure, of that indigenous. For sure. Whereas, like, one of one of uh, my colleagues, Mert, Mert is is like a of Turkish a nationalized descent. Turkish descent too. Yeah, he has real Turkish descent. Whereas we were immigrants to Turkey. Well, and it's hmm. funny too because, like, when I met your dad, I legitimately thought he was like Italian. Like very like Eastern Europe. A lot of hands. A lot of hands. A lot of Eastern Europe. He also has a very thick Chicagoan accent. I guess it's not that thick, but it comes out a lot. I feel like yeah. when we talk to him. So to me, y'all, like when hearing that story, I can only assume it was from some sort of Russian mm-hmm. territory or country that your ancestor was fle- like fleeing from. Combined with your DNA results, it's like e- the Eastern European really fits with your y'all's physical traits and the background. Well, but. and the fact that I know you don't know like what, how far back, but around the time that you were talking about, that is when Russia was doing all the pogroms. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the I thing think is- that's where we kind of fell, 
fell on is that it was probably Russia, probably something along political upheaval along those lines. Right. Like there were lots of I, I say the Bolshevik Revolution, but there were, as you point out, many revolutions. Many of those. Right. Mm-hmm. And you say Russia, which would have been at the time, Union. but present day maybe a country like Uzbekistan, Turkey, or Turkey, 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 I do remember my dad saying like we were on the upper class. So like we were getting thrown out of our house by by the poor people who who we were making sure weren't being fed. Wow. But um, I don't mean to like discredit your family story, but like if your ancestor was potentially really young, how do we? How can we? How trustworthy? We do, no, that's that's what we're saying, and that's why you would want to go. That's why I want to go back. That's why you want to go back. Yeah, because in because because Batir is not the real last name, we can't oh, yeah. track any of this. That's interesting. Right, kind of stops there. Oh, but as I said, there would be a, a wide variety. I'd kind of do like a tour, because then I'd come to Chicago, because <laughs> we've got that picture from my mom's side. We've got the Klingelschmitz who owned the meat house and now their dining room table and their buffet with their portrait is in our is in our dining room down and talk with them i could sit except they're not your blood relatives wow (laughs) sorry okay well okay (laughs) i guess that's the end of that chapter i would say that Allie, blood family is is thicker Well, I would argue that if you got adopted, you would want to, I don't know, you could follow either line. What alley would you choose? Are you the only one who's going to choose a future? No, I said I would go backwards. I, well, and I, I was knocking you at the beginning, but to your point, like I really have no, I think that there's no desire to move forward because we just don't know what there is to see. Well, and it would be sad because whoever you see in the future, you're just like, I didn't get to, then in the future your kids are dead well like i don't know like would you want to see like oh like does my life have purpose like are my ancestors going to do mm. something great like i just don't care about twist kind of you go to the future but the world already melted so <laughs> you go to the future and you realize you have no ancestors because they all died out in a mass extinction event that, <laughs> well one thing is that would be cool <laughs> because the future future generations we don't know who they are yeah so we have no connection there. You but with, a really but boring with, person. But no, 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 no. I'm just saying with the with oh. with our ancestors, there's there's already at least a little bit of a connection because mm-hmm. you have stories, you have right. old photographs, just you have context. Exactly. So like you you know so many things. So it's like a chance to fill in the gaps and kind of paint a picture that you've already started. Right. But for the future, because like we don't re- we romantic everyone romanticizes the past to some degree like ooh the twenties sounds like a fun era or whatever oh I don't know let's go visit the two two that two like with the twenty three hundreds are the best decade like that's the greatest century ever we don't know any of that right we have no context for what there is what to see will or happen. what will happen the anything. only context we have are movies that take place in the future and the real question is or how books. many of those have gotten it right nineteen eighty four actually predicted a lot of things the book. In terms oh, of technology, did it? Yeah. in terms of technology, like what? It, did. It, it, it invented flat screen, flat screen TVs, TVs um, uh, like video conferencing. I think they invented the reduction of language to to mm-hmm. like like basically like shorter words and emoji and slang and stuff like that. So far, not impressed. <laughs> There's other things I used to when I you know 1984. I don't know if I would still call it my favorite book, but I read it like a lot. 
Um, I knew a lot more back then. But. I want things that are breaking laws of physics, kind of. Oh, like uh, like t- like teleportation. Teleportation, jumping through wormholes. Well, you're the scientist. Here. Hoverboards. I was saying, you tell us where are we on the teleportation? Are we literally close? nowhere? <laughs> Is that just like a pipe dream that's never going to happen? Well, I don't know. I there the- was this. There was this one story. I've never looked it up. It's pure hearsay at this point. But it was something like 1964. There was somebody, maybe not 1964. That was that was right after JFK. It was um, it was sometime after World War II. They were playing around with these ideas of teleportation, and there were reports that there was a a submarine off mm. eastern U.S. Is this called the Philadelphia Experiment? Maybe. The the submarine disappeared. People reported seeing it there, and then one second not seeing it there anymore. And then Wait, in the middle of the ocean, they no, it's like it on, no, no, like it's it's like it's like sitting docked. in a harbor. Oh, okay, and then like poof at the same time. So like this is twelve thirty, twelve thirty five. There's reports. I'm so this this was like North Carolina. There's reports up in New York at 12.35, five minutes later, that that same ship is now being seen there. A ship or a submarine? I, for some reason, I heard you say submarine. I said submarine. I don't know what it is. Okay. You remember? He didn't look I don't remember. Some sort of didn't look this craft. Up. Some type of watercraft. Hmm. This makes me think of the... I would be looking things up constantly right now, but my phone's going to die, so... You no, your my... phone is 55%. Do you want you it? No, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm kind of interested and to I know I unplugged it because of the baby monitor. Yeah, babies. <laughs> baby monitor. Um, this kind of reminds me of the recent UFO reports that just Ooh, got released. Yeah. Wait, new? Yeah, yeah I mean, like a month oh, ago. Oh, you mean like the, the Navy pilot videos? Yeah, yeah. It was like a year ago. I know, but they like unclassified the videos or whatnot. Neil is not impressed. Neil, do you believe in aliens? What are your thoughts? Because you're my little conspiracy theory guy. I do like conspiracy theories. Right. Ooh, can I? I want. I have something to contribute to this topic after Neil. Okay. Where are you with conspiracy theories? Aliens, real or not do real? Do you think Area Fifty One is real? I mean, obviously like, we know you it's mean a base. Like aliens. in terms of they have something like, alien do there. Do you think like the Crystal Skull and Nina Jones movie is real? No, <laughs> yes. I think it's stupid. Yes. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> like. It's tough because part of me feels like something feels right about us being the only intelligent creatures and having been created by an intelligent creator. But then part of me feels like, I don't know, the universe seems so big and so many different people claim so many different UFO alien testimonies that it seems like something right. got to be. The There's a really good drug out there and we're missing it. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> no, the testimonies on it. Like the so testimonies like, is what gets me every time. Yeah. They so freak me out. It's, oh man. So a little side story. The ones so, on SNL. who man. They get me every time. <laughs> so good. My dad, I think he likes. Likes aliens. He likes aliens. He likes conspiracies and i think specifically he's interested in alien type conspiracies and i think my grandfather was as well and like growing up there'd be i'd see there'd be like x-file 
VHS tapes and, and they and they'd be like, I think he I think he had a Roswell alien autopsy VHS tape. Ooh, oh, wait, so he I was like in it. it. So he, like he was it. he was he was, he was in intrigued it. by this stuff. What Roswell alien Did he autopsy? Call a number for was, like it's at my parents' house. It's still Stop. it's still there. Let's I think. It. So as a kid, like a four, five, six years old, I Remember, saw this stuff headphones. like slightly. Everything's a lot louder. And <laughs> I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I was kind of intrigued, like, ooh, aliens, are they a thing? Are they not a thing? Well, come one year, I think I'm like in sixth grade, maybe like fifth grade. And Are you about to tell me that you had an, a, an encounter? There's oh my a school book fair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and at the school book fair, they have a book on... Aliens. Uh, aliens and UFOs. Why is this in school? So because those are for curious fifth graders. And I think someone mentioned you mentioned this the other day, Haley. Like the rule of like, if your child wants a book, like parents, like we will buy you a book. So my parents kind of had that rule. So it was like, if there's a book fair, we will give you money for that because it's books buying are books. It's right? Books are important. Reading is important. So I had this money. I'm like, I'm buying this alien book. I don't think I told my parents what I bought. So I was kind of like scanning through it and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, in Signs, the kid has like the alien Mm -hmm. book. So there's like different things, like some of it's aliens, some of it's UFOs, blah, blah. And one of the last things at the end was this story about someone's testimony about seeing these shape-shifting aliens um, that would, you know, they could shift between looking like, you know, a human or being in their alien form. And the picture they had of like this shape shifting fake human alien was so terrifying to me (laughs) that like i hid that book deep in a box like back in a closet like afraid to open that box is it still there so at one point we were cleaning something out when i was like in high school and i knew i was like oh i forgot about that and so i like just i think i just took like a handful of the books knowing that like I have grabbed that book in here and I trashed it because oh, I didn't, didn't even want to look I didn't want to look like it wow. for some reason like but it wouldn't it be so funny if it was like the stupidest doodle you'd ever <laughs> imagine and you're like your poor little fifth grade brain thought it was so scary but it wasn't oh, it's terrifying uh, to, to to I want to find that aliens. book now <laughs> Hold on, I also had something about oh wait, you say your things and I'll say my thing I want to say that I don't want aliens to be real and I find the idea of aliens Becoming, I've always found them, the idea of them being real really upsetting, partially because I am a Christian and growing up it felt like if aliens were real, Christianity could not be real. But also just the fear of like them becoming, like them coming and being um, hostile. hostile. Mm-hmm. However, and I've told this to Allie before, and uh, as I promised, I, I'm always going to bring things back to science fiction. I read a Ray Bradbury short story, maybe like, 10 years ago that actually really changed my mind on aliens um for a key reason it's called the stranger and it's about a messiah figure that comes to earth and is rejected by earth um like jesus was and then he's like okay well i've got to do this to all the planets so he goes to all the planets and does the same thing and all that i mean it's much better than what i just said that i my synopsis is very reductive but um it made me realize that you know I, th- I think that Christianity can still hold true even if aliens right, existed right, right, because right. what we know as Christianity may have been designed for the human race versus other races. Right. 
I um, was listening to a BioLogos podcast the other day, specifically about the UFO reports and aliens. And uh, it was, they were interviewing an astrobiologist. And he, in this, I, you would have to go find the episode. Um, I'll put in the show notes and get more information on this. But he said, actually, the most um, common element um, in the universe is water. So... If aliens do come, they're not going to come to take our water. So we <laughs> do not have to worry about them being hostile for that reason. And I was like, okay, oh my God. For just that so one better. of a million reasons. <laughs> but, you know, but most most alien movies, they're like coming to like steal all our resources. And he's like, that fair. is yep. not a fair They've issue. always drained their planet. And right, they need right. to. They always want right. more resources. They can, yeah, they won't need it. They won't Except need for Thanos. He just came to kill people. Right, he's just a Because we are using too many resources. Is Thanos considered an alien? So we Well, that's a... And he was That's an a, alien who's not, I guess it's... Sub- so subject. Peter has this new Star Wars Star oh, Wars book man. that um, it kind of gives little bios in each of the characters. And, I, and Thanos is in there? No. <laughs> but it, it described Jar Jar Binks... As an alien. As an alien. Which bothered me so much. But it got me thinking, <laughs> I don't think in any Star Wars movie they refer to... Anybody you know, is aliens. Anybody is aliens. Or like, humans. Or humans. Like, there's just... Right, because in Gar- Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, they refer to... Um, well, here's the thing. The, the guys... What they're aliens because they're coming to your planet. I would argue that when we first engage with Jar Jar Binks, it is on his Gungan planet where he is an indigenous person. We are the aliens. So why is he called an alien? Haley, Haley. Now, anytime a colonizer goes over to colonize, oh, Allie just pulled out the, the C word. Thinking of that of the indigenous people's perspective. Well, I got very irritated because every alien in his Star Wars book is like, "This person's an alien." I'm like, okay, but so is but Han Solo. Bad book that is not Star Wars canon. Yep. This is the one that Han also Solo describes. Well, this book also describes that Luke's or Anakin Skywalker's mom, Shmi, as just a, a, like a worker when she was enslaved. So I don't know. Mm. I have problems to, with this book. To that point, and this may be completely getting off topic, and Sweet Neil may, if you have a, if you had a point, say it now. But we were talking about how like they like they they don't well I guess they dumb things down for children obviously because like the you you don't want to introduce necessarily chattel slavery until a certain point chattel chattel sorry chattel chattel it's chattel I don't think I think it's, is it shmi it's shmi shmi like from okay. Peter Pan Chat, chattel chattel slavery this is just I mean, say slavery I'm, at slavery. this point you don't want to necessarily introduce like the horrors of that to a three year old right so anyway. You and I very briefly had a conversation like that earlier today. And when we were reading... Surrounding this book? No, just like, you know, dumbing things down for children. But yes, I did mention... Yes, she was talking to me about this book. But uh, we were reading, uh, like, Jake before bed, like, his children's Bible stories. Um, And I I remembered... I'll tell you, that is dumbed down. Very dumbed down. But um, they do not even mention... um, Israelites... Abraham slaves, sacrificing Isaac. Oh, I mean, that's just, like <laughs> totally skipped that part. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if all of a sudden Jacob was like, Mommy, are you going to slaughter me on well, a mountain? So here's the thing. Or if I'm ever like, hey, Come on, Jake, let's go have a daddy Sunday. And it's like, um, Let's go get the goat. 
Last time I read a story like that, somebody <laughs> ended up as me. a sacrifice. For people who are not were not raised to understand who Abraham and Isaac were, please know that the story turns out fine. Right. So it, God tells Abraham to sacrifice Isaac as just as a like test. a test, and so Abraham falls through and like just about to do it. God's like, no, 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 don't do here's it. Here's a here's a little goat that shows up. Can you? What was I? Would you, honestly, what was Isaac thinking that whole time? Is he just I, sat there as his dad tied I him? I think up? I wrote a short story once about Isaac's perspective. I don't doesn't tell me what he was I actually I don't think thinking. his dad tied him up. According to the book I read, he I ran away, <laughs> he had crossed around. a body of water, and they said, what is your name? He <laughs> no, said, I don't know. In real truth, though, I looked it up once because I, I, I was reading some sort of book, and I think it said it, the the commentator on that in whatever I was reading right. said that Isaac actually would have known because there was really no other because most likely where he was being taken to was a place where sacrifices were made. So really, not only was this an act of trust for Abraham and God, Isaac, but also yeah. Isaac having to trust Abraham. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they don't mention that story in the children's Bible, but we have a uh, Bible for a little bit older children. Um, because anyway, long story short, and they do have the story of Isaac. Oh, fantastic! In it. And um, and I re- and we we don't go to this Bible often because it's it's a little bit over Jake's head. But we read it like I feel like last month, and we got to this story, and I read it to them him, and I was like, and he very much there's like a picture of like the little boy like tied up. <laughs> oh. And I remember Jake being like, "What's happening, mommy?" Oh, and I gosh. was like, "He's fine." He's just playing. And then I understood why they took things some like some things out of the children. Sometimes it's like that's probably something you want to get. Something you want to wait on. I mean, on. it's hard enough for adults to understand that story, let alone. Yeah, a kid. something to wait on. So funny. Yep. Aliens, man. So with aliens, let's assume let's assume they're real. Okay. I think it's more important to ask Friend or Do aliens have pets? <laughs> Well, why wouldn't they? Why, why wouldn't they have pets? Why do we have pets? For companionship. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going, I'm, I'm spitballing here. I just had this epiphany that I'm sure many persons have had before me. But if, you know, in, in Genesis, God gives a commandment to humanity to to dominate yes. the, the earth and, and to reign over the animals. And we've become so far removed from like our true Eden purpose that that's just like, like an hunting in- and fishing. Yeah. And just like taking care of all the animals. So maybe like that's just something that's in us as humans created by God with that purpose to have pets. <laughs> doesn't it, doesn't it seem odd that if there is alien life, intelligent alien life that could visit earth, Per many testimonies from various that they're just people. not walking around. How come they just like? I feel like if you're that intelligent, how come they haven't just made themselves obviously known? Well, I think it's a. This is a great answer from the Marvel universe. There was no, we were. We were technically like, the dumb species, so we were not quite advanced enough yet. So they so were, we like, were doing still, us a favor. Like, oh, we were oh, still oh. in the protected realm, so to speak. Like, we were too dumb to be... Exposed to yeah. other... You mean, so like, like, if we were exposed to this higher intelligence, 
we would some because we are too dumb, we would somehow. Can you imagine the mass like it, panic? It wasn't. On Earth? It would create either a panic or this desire, and it would be used for like. I think they yeah, something. like it wasn't a fair fight. So well, like, why does it have to be a fight? I'm assuming here that. Have you ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. It's been a really long time, but essentially that's like the like the shtick in the first 15 minutes is like <laughs> oh, yeah. the dolphins know what's up because dolphins are highly intelligent <laughs> creatures, but like the humans don't, and the dolphins are like y'all are dumb and like they're aliens and they they, and they sing the, the song so long, but thanks for all the fish. Yeah, and then they leave and they're like peace and they stole all of our fish. And then I think in that movie the Earth is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Can I add to this though? You're like. Just if we're supposing if aliens exist, my question is this, and you'll have to tell me if I'm wrong, because as I said, aliens freak me out, so I don't really research a whole lot. From what I understand, most of like the alien st- sightings by humans um, happened around the same time, like the 1950s. Like, do we have like there 18th one... century or ni- uh, yeah, like 18th century? <sighs> Wait, there was recently, oh yes, Netflix re- booted unsolved, unsolved mysteries. mysteries and one of the episodes was entirely about this one we never watched that one did we it well, i can't tell you it, it would freak you out watch it in daylight um but it was like i'd, I'd have to look into it watch um, it in daylight folks that's how i had to do things watch scary things in, in the sun but it was like it was like a mass um alien abduction event in this small town where yep. multiple like tens of was this people. the one with the people that little boy in the front yard or yes something? yes but that wasn't in like the but they 1800s. all got taken no it no was, that was like I, last like week. the 60s probably no, I, i'll look it up but um it was two weeks ago i feel like it was like in the 80s yeah y'all keep talking I, i'll look it up i i think that alien sightings do still happen no, I know, but I'm talking about like before. I, what is the earliest alien sighting? Like, was there somebody in like oh, the Revolutionary the War era that was like, there's an alien, like, you know, like, I well, feel like they all it's started that, it's around. a history show, Ancient Aliens. You know, there's Ooh, all those theories yeah. around uh, like aliens came to Egypt oh and gosh, stuff. We should and watch Ancient Aliens. My dad loves Do it. Do we have access to the History Channel? No, but Ancient some... Aliens is on, I think, Netflix. Or okay, on hold on, I'm wrong. It was September 1st, 1969. <gasps> It was Berkshire's County, I Massachusetts. Don't want any more you know what we did in July, a couple months before? What? Went to the moon. <laughs> we went oh. to the moon. That's what happened. As soon as we went to the moon, everybody well, was I'm like... Well, I'm saying that outside of the ancient well, I, aliens, that it's very possible, if we are saying that aliens aren't in existence, that all of the science Sputnik talk... That, I think that is like the current... The current like scientific explanation is is this is like a mass panic event of like you get a little bit of methamphetamines in your body, (laughs) you see one satellite flying across the earth, and then all of a sudden you're tripping balls thinking, oh no, I'm being abducted. This is where I like I struggle with that because one like I just find it really hard to believe that a bunch of people, especially because I don't think these people claim the drugs are not involved. Have you heard of the Salem witch trials? Nope. Yeah, I hold haven't. on a second. <laughs> but it just, and maybe again, like maybe more recent, because I, I feel like I've heard stories of more recent, maybe not mass abduction stories, but like individual abduction stories where I'm like, I don't, how could all these people be lying? Because they're very, these stories are very similar. But then too, like, gosh, like if all these people are having this experience. How the heck do we not have more evidence? Are for this they stuff? abducted out of a bed? Why dreaming? 
Well, like sleep paralysis. Oh, right. I've actually, yeah. I've seen a lot, I've heard a lot of stories about alien abductions and they're like, because and I woke up and I couldn't move. And I'm like, as yeah, someone who's paralysis. experienced yeah. sleep paralysis, yeah. sleep paralysis, it'll it's make you believe, it can make you believe some crazy stuff. It's the most terrifying. How often has that happened to you? It's only happened to me two or three times and it hasn't happened since I'm 32, since I was like 22 or 23. I was going to say, it's like, that'd be interesting if like you, it happened while you were next to Haley in bed and she could give us all the details while you were paralyzed. Because he, does, you not he does talk in his sleep. I could not talk. Oh. Or at least I'm, I couldn't talk. I think I was trying to talk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. But I was awake. Do you just like, is it just waking up at some part of your sleep so cycle? So from my understanding, you you wake up during a part of a sleep cycle where you're not supposed to be awake. Like there's like three things that happen when you go to sleep. Like your body, like your your large muscle function like shuts down. Your, um, you're not unconscious. That's not the right word, but you're like, right, you, you're right. like asleep. And then like you have this extra brain activity, which is. If I can speak to that briefly, just because I learned about sleep paralysis in my psychology courses in college, it's the reason why we do that. They suppose they think is because the body is trying to protect you because it's during your REM cycle when you're dreaming. And so while you're dreaming, you don't want to be, they don't want you to be acting out. And that's why sleepwalking sleepwalking is like the opposite of sleep paralysis, right? It's like you're stuck in the dream. So like, exactly. So it's like you are, your your muscles are still not working because you're supposed to be asleep. Um, your brain activity is still going crazy, but you're not like in a sleep state. You're like in an awake state. So like I and I and I don't know why like scary things become part of sleep paralysis. In, in all my experiences, it was like a black shadowy figure hmm. who kept coming closer and closer to me so it's like I, you're in a nightmare but it is but you're and, awake and the first time it happened i remember being awake and it was like i could only see like with peripheral vision and like straight and up and down stuff because i was like i couldn't move my head and i remember because i was at a friend's apartment and i was sleeping on a couch in the living room but i was facing my friend my friend's bedroom and his door was like half open and I could like kind of see Mm. like his Mm. legs in the bed. And I was trying to call out to him like help clay, like please like help me. And like, I was trying to move and trying to shake out, but I couldn't move and I couldn't speak. And this black figure just kept coming closer and closer and closer. And then something happened where I like, I shook out of it and was just like sweating and like out of breath and like, do you know that you're actually awake and you're not dreaming though because it was like when I, okay, I'm sure that's hard it to was, explain it was, when I like kicked out of it it wasn't like like sometimes like say you wake up from a scary dream mm-hmm. you've gone from like this haunted high school to your bedroom right I went from I'm on the couch looking at my friend's bedroom to I'm still on the couch looking at my friend's bedroom. So, but now you can move. But now I can move. It was like simul, you know. It wasn't. Yeah. You just start. You just start moving. It's just like I kicked out of it, started moving, and like the black, shadowy was gone. Fascinating. And then he crept away silently I've heard, I've heard and slipped s- under the door. I've so they, they they will they will so a lot of times, sleep paralysis can be you know some people will think well it it does feel very real 
and it can be you know misconstrued for an alien a ghost a demon something that is really interesting because i have obviously heard of sleep paralysis but i didn't realize that sleep paralysis happened with dreams like i just thought that you woke up and you couldn't move well, like, the, the problem the problem is, it's is like because like your brain is still in like a dreaming dream, state yeah. so that creates because you're supposed to be paralyzed the problem is not that you're paralyzed the, it creates with something audibly or visually that is not there because like your brain's still in this dream. your brain's still moving yeah fascinating the human brain guys it's bizarre yeah. it is so bizarre it's out there the truth is out there did y'all ever watch x-files no um Allie and I used to, growing up, my dad watched X-Files, so I, I have a lot of memories because um, in the house when we were really young, my sister and my rooms were on the first floor, and so we would, I would wake up sometimes at the night to my dad being in the living room on the first floor watching X-Files, and I remember kind of hiding behind the couch to watch it with him, but it always <laughs> terrified me. But um, when I first moved to Houston years later, like, so I guess 22, 23, I tried to watch it by myself. And Bad I, idea. No, no, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I would do it when I had to, like, work at night. So, like, I would, like, watch it while I was working. So, and I'm not going to lie. Sorry to any, like, X-Files fans. Like, it's creepy, but it's so old. Tame. No, it's very serialized. It's very formulaic. So, like, it, it, I feel like because there's no, like, enduring... There, there's not a lot of enduring mysteries. Like, yeah, everything... Yeah, The Smoky Man. The Smoky Man. I didn't get that far. What's he doing? <laughs> How many episodes did you watch? I, I think I only got through a couple seasons. I will say this. In Haley's defense, I watched every single episode within the past five years and honestly could not tell you any plot points. I just know, like, the I did not. Twists. I don't remember anything that happens at all. I remember Scully all. gets pregnant. Scully. By an oh, alien. Yeah, I remember that. Although Sorry, I think that spoiler. I know because of my dad. I don't think I actually got that far. Allie and I, well, but, I guess but all of again, us. again, spoiler alert, Fox is, it, is an Fox alien. Fox, Mulder, a, yes. and Dana, Scully. 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 Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there was a movie. Spoiler Wait, hold up. <laughs> hold up. But Fox didn't know that he was. He did not know he was did an alien. Did he know he was in the reboot? Uh, was the, he a shapeshifter? There was a or he just looked like a human. There was a reboot for what? It six was seasons? not a reboot. It was like a, it was a f- it was continuing episodes. Yeah, two years it was later. like a final, like a final season or whatnot. Arrested Development season four. Right, right, right. right yeah, right. I just want to yeah. briefly mention that all of us, um, well, Joe, Allie, and I have watched Fringe. Neil has not finished Fringe, so don't you dare say oh, any spoilers. But Spoiler you, alert! How much have you watched? We've only seen. We're only in that one and a half seasons. Yeah, wow. it's a slow burn. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Right, 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 right. We only watch it if there's absolutely it's nothing very, else. It's like very formulaic. Well, it is like, very formulaic, and it's like three episodes of following the formula, little story, right, pushing right, the right. boat along, and then one big episode of like, oh, big plot points. Right, like, it is a good show though. So good. It just feels like I think like right now. Like there's twenty something episodes we're, in this season. Yeah. Is so it, we're pre writers strike. I was gonna say right when from it is people long. from people who don't know, but there was a writer strike in I the mid aughts like two thousand. There was a writer strike, something. and so pre writer strike, most people had like twenty to thirty episodes in a season. After the writing strike, most shows. Maximum have half 16. of that with the exception of like your SVU you're like very and formulated they say, doubled the number of episodes no, that's because the writers won the strike dun, dun. because they wanted better hours and less demand because they were having to crank out like right. 26 episodes a season right. and that's why like for instance Lost my favorite show the first three seasons are like 
26 episodes the second three seasons are much less than that and actually they're able to do a lot less fluff because they don't have to drag it out so much so i'm pro that shift and a lot of really cool shows came out of the writer's strike because like dr horrible sing along blog yeah pushing daisies came pushing out of the writer's strikes, and that's because now they had to resort to watch more shows well it's because they had to green light stuff that had already been written and passed over wow, or funny. because other people were doing self-production things because they they couldn't pass the strike and in that note there actually is a current strike right now or there is I, there a current writer's strike it's not what? a writer's strike it's for um like Haley, why aren't you striking strike, strike strike i don't need to strike um, but there's a strike in Hollywood for like the, I'm trying to think of how, the, like the, the tech gaffers, people. Yeah. The no, best boys. No, really. It's for the people who work behind the state, the okay, scenes. We know one of them. Because, of you know, they the apparently cameraman. aren't getting what they need. So who knows? Somebody told me that and they were like really Soon bummed. there will only be one angle. <laughs> no, but I do think that I'm hoping that it maybe we have a little creativity burst because people need to be a little flexible. So I support you guys, I, you strikers out there. I think this may be an unpopular opinion, but with a strike like like camera guys striking, yeah. I think that what would come out of that, obviously oh, better is, hours is for them, stuff. <laughs> but it would end up being technology like Skycam in the NFL and other things where you remove the person. Oh, so people, mm. oh, so they, well, we'll so have to it, see. That's interesting. But it, I think, but it's not just camera people. It's like the people that do craft services, from what I understand, and assistance. Like, yeah, so it, um, it's definitely, I think in some scenarios, it is, it could end up ending poorly. Well, that's it strikes for you. That's strikes for you. I feel like a you. lot of things in, <laughs> in many scenarios. I was, up. uh, Oh, this is totally random. No, you go. Go, man. say it. Also, so, hold up. How much time? Also, interruptions. <laughs> How much time have we... Are we hey, we've been we, talking you know, for 48 we, minutes. We, but okay. That's a short like podcast we, for us. We like to go we like longer to than most people can stand. We okay. like to talk right. and have a conversation about something. And when the conversation ends... We end. That's when we All end. Right. Well, and then Joe spends about 30 minutes trying to end the podcast. <laughs> then I try and get as many people to review and, to and give sponsor. us five stars and to sponsor us. Okay. Okay. Neil, you can Back to away. my diversion. Okay. My favorite superhero is... <laughs> wow. Is, that's a hard left. Is, ba- really. is Batman. Okay. Really? Let's and, not really? talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized the other night that I'd never seen like oh, yeah. the, the OG original. Tim Burton Batman movie. Really? So I had some time to myself. Wait, and I, what do you mean the old... The like old, 1989 like with, uh, Batman with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, okay. And Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Classic. Oh. And as I was watching the movie, I was reading through some trivia on the movie in Internet Movie Database. And one couple of things I read pertaining Jack Nicholson was that he had very specific demands in order for him to agree to play the part of the Joker. Some of the demands were like highest billing on the movie, which is, you know, not that crazy of a demand. Um, but one of them was he demanded that they shoot on his schedule. Like he said, what's his schedule? Oh, I don't, I don't know, but like he would just Three go in and be like, it's time to shoot. I only want to work. Well, what a tool. An- another thing was he also got sign off on the catering. This is where it goes back. <laughs> Ooh, the catering. This is where it goes I back want to Domino's and free night. And and they agreed to all of his demands 
like blank check because they really wanted Jack Jackie, Nicholson. Was he more famous than within Michael Keaton at, at the point? time? Yes, like, guys, it's yeah. Jack Nicholson. He was so show. apparently a long time at ago. the time Michael Keaton, who ha- who was having like a steady rise at the like early and mid eighties, towards the end of the the eighties, was kind of on a little bit of a downward trajectory because he'd been doing so many of these like these kind of one off com- movies or no these comedy movies. Did he that, Nick like, Cage it? No, it was like these comedy movies, and they thought like, oh, he's like this he's male comedy, comedy actor. He can't really play like a dramatic role or an action role or something he's like that. He's still in his rom-com phase. So, yeah, so they kind of had like, he's a he's a movie star name, but not the name that like Jack Nicholson's going to be. Someone who's like won Oscars and been right. in some of the best movies of all time, arguably, blah, blah, blah. And I will say most, I feel like, sorry to interject, for Batman, like like those classic superheroes, I go see it in the movie because of the villain. Right, like the, especially the Joker. The Joker typically makes those movies famous, anyway. But I was just thinking, can you imagine having that much sway no, or power, where like those type of demands are just gonna be met? I hundred percent guarantee you, Beyonce. Sorry, well, Beyonce. That's, yeah. Beyonce. That's like that M&M, that joke about like people who are like I only want the green M and M's or like whatever. Like, but that's crazy that he. That, well, one, it's crazy, but two. The catering, like that's just fun. Like, I've never heard of someone like I'm in charge. But of the what catering. did he? The, what did he sign catering. off on? Like, like I what guess he, he had to want. sign off. I guess on like I don't, I don't know. Like he was really there certain like bagels? oh that's or, funny. He had to sign or, off on it. So he's like I don't care. He wasn't what gonna you do, but I'm gonna say it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what if? Hold on, let me play Joker's advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> what if two different things? Because he had a lot of makeup. As the Joker. Yeah. Maybe he was like, you know what? I know there are things that are just going to mess this makeup up. <laughs> so he's I a cannot, genius. <laughs> so I cannot really be, a kind soul. I cannot be eating a sandwich <laughs> while I am playing or, the Joker. Or the makeup person have to Or he's really worried he's going to get gassed. He's like, I do not want to be gassy on this set. I don't want to be the Joker with gas. <laughs> or the other thing that I think it could have been, what if he just has a lot of allergies and allergies, he yeah. was one of the first people to realize it and... And <laughs> you know, demand that he gets the right diet. Look Hear that up me right out. now. Hear me out. What if Jack Nicholson is just the biggest tool in America? <laughs> like, what if he's just total hey, crap? If, if I can be Joker's advocate, when Al and I were in college, our college ministry did like a concert thing, and we got what's his name? He was like Jason a, Castro. Jason Castro. He was like A&M oh, and, alum. and Brandon Heath. Uh, Brandon. And I remember I that Brandon Heath provided some demands he did but it was explained to us by whoever was helping us organize it that most places ask for demands because they want to be good hosts and know because they, they want. want to be hosts and so mm. a lot of celebrities they're so used to being asked they're like i might as well give them something right. so it's not necessarily because they're a tool it's like well they're going to ask me so you know I if, if i can be picky i might as well be picky i am going to google though if jack nicholson has food out oh I was, if he, jack nicholson a tool question mark no i like jack so so you just go in knowing that you are going to give somebody demands. Like somebody asks you, "Hey, can you come? Can you come talk at, at this thing?" Or like, "Can you? Yes, but there must can be you come play at my at my high school reunion?" And then you're like, "Yes, but I need these things." Well, I think that's why people are kind of disenchanted with Hollywood in general, is because there's that like. Um, that privilege that we see celebrities having of like, gosh, like how could you possibly make <laughs> oh, demands no. for this? Oh, oh, no. He does have food allergies. <laughs> <doesn't he? laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> okay. 
At first sight, this may... Wait, hold on one second. Did you hear how? It's, I need a Peter check. I think we're good. Continue. Yeah, I think we're fine. Um, Y'all would be able to hear that. I feel like at first glance, this may not seem connected, but I think it is entirely connected, and I think we okay. need to respect Jack Nicholson. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. He's this got OCD. Is, oh, wait. No. Hold up. It's on the onion. <laughs> oh, no. It's on the onion. <laughs> but Haley fell for it. <laughs> but I do want to read you the headline <laughs> because it's so oh, funny to so me. depressing. It says, <laughs> Jack Nicholson banned from sitting courtside. After spilling Tupperware full of homemade chili. You <laughs> 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 thought that was real? Because if he was so picky about food, he had to bring homemade oh chili. Courtside. <laughs> what a random I, onion article. Where, where does that come from? <laughs> they were like, guys, we need an article for Tuesday. Well, what's crazy is that it's not even an article. It's literally just a food. <laughs> does he actually have Tupperware chili? He, he looks, it looks like it's photoshopped. It looks like it's photoshopped. <laughs> I, I want to know. I just, and I, <laughs> I think this is probably somebody who was in Neil's position, who wanted to see the original Batman. Oh, wait, hold on. Who started reading all of this fun trivia. And he's like, you know what? I bet Jack Nicholson is like super OCD about his food. Oh, I got a great idea for my next onion photojournalism piece. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he I'm knows gonna, that I'm thinking of I'm going to Photoshop him spilling homemade the, chili. The last fun fact that I learned reading through trivia while watching the movie, this was unknown to me and it might be unknown to you, is that um, those Tim Burton Batman movies, mm-hmm. Batman and then Batman Returns, mm-hmm. yep. actually are part of a, what do you call like a, a quad trilogy. Quad trilogy. A quartet. A, a quartet. What's the fourth one? So the third one is the... Um, Batman and Robin. Batman and oh. Robin. That's the one with... George Clooney. George, no, no, no. That's the one with Val Kilmer and Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. Oh, and okay. Jim Carrey as oh. the Riddler. And then the fourth one, Batman Forever, where we have George Clooney... Alicia the quartet Clueless. had a different actor as Batman? So it changed. Yeah. Michael Keaton changed to Val Kilmer, and then Val Kilmer changed to George Clooney, but it's technically a quartet, and they're all following one after each other in the same universe on the same kind of story timelines. Really? But those, But when they made that shift, because Tim Burton, he moved from like director on the first two to just producers on the, the last two, like there seems like such a shift that like as a kid watching those movies, you could tell. I just thought that like those were totally independent and they right. seemed yep. like right. not connected to those other two movies at right. all, but technically they're a Except quartet. The so I'm still on this trying to defend him. <laughs> I just, I, w- I looked him up on internet movie database because what if he was on a diet and no. he didn't want temptation <laughs> and he was trying to get in shape for a movie. That's he, literally what I was saying. He's not been on a diet for the last 40 years. Have you seen him? <laughs> he feels, <laughs> no, he feels, well, I found the, the post that the onion was making fun of and apparently he was eating fast food courtside and he did something and his, bu- bu- <laughs> his button popped open <laughs> on his shirt to reveal his oh. tummy. <laughs> his girth. Haley, that's a great question. He's actually secret old, like 86 or something. He's 86? I think that's the same age as our president, possibly. Um, I think it's interesting how we feel. Or like we need to defend him. No, that we feel very close to certain actors 
we literally we've I do. Never the, met I really them. feel close to the guy that tried to murder him. his whole family. What? Meaning in Jack The Shining. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't say they're characters. <laughs> oh, I just said like actors. Like you are feeling very defensive for Jack Nicholson, who. Of, who you of have. all people does not no, need to No, I just feel him. like some of those demands, like, I don't know if I had the choice to pick catering because I'm I'm picky. I don't want people to bring, like, what if they brought, like, I freaking hate Cajun food. If somebody was going <laughs> to cater Cajun food, I would be like, you no. couldn't you know, handle I Cajun food for Cajun one food. Can't imagine Tim Burton wanting Cajun food on his set. What if Tim Burton's food is weird, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> what if he only does, like, black and white gear? <laughs> He's got Edward Scissorhands he cutting up vegetables. <laughs> he wants everybody to be in the mood. <laughs> In the Tim Burton mood. <laughs> you have to be in his space. I was, like I was just thinking so oysters one. everywhere. You have to be you have to be in his space ready to go for every single movie. I mean, what if he never worked with Tim Burton before he was like, This guy is a weirdo, I want food privileges. Oh yeah, I think that was another thing I read. So it was the that... success of Beetlejuice got Tim Burton the gig. Oh, wow. Which is a strange hop from Beetlejuice to Batman. Maybe maybe Jack Nichols was like, I don't want no Beetlejuice. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> my craft services. Wait, those are both Michael Keaton. They are. They are. Ooh. Ooh. Guys, Jack, Tim Burton is known for working Conspiracy. with specific <laughs> actors. I'm not mad about it. I just realized it was both Michael Keaton. So That's all I noticed. I want to get back to this Batman quartet, though. Mm. And I totally agree that it was... Those movies were completely different. Yeah. Like when you have George Clooney as Batman. That's a completely like different character. They, some of the characters, like, though, are the same throughout. I was going to say. Alfred's the same. Commissioner Gordon's George the same. George Clooney as Batman but is basically it, James Bond. But it. It's true. No, no. It's not <laughs> oh, at all. That's another that fun was thing. But it felt, that. it felt very kid like and very. You mean very, like. Like those, dark. like the Riddler one and the Mister Freeze and the yeah Mister Freeze. Freeze. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. It just it felt like a it felt almost like a comedy. It was like a it's comedy very action movie. Well, and also, and y'all were y'all didn't grow up here, but um, in was, the United States, no, in <laughs> Dallas. Um, the Six Flags in in our oh Batman the Ride. Most of the rides are Batman Mr. Freeze themed, and they they were built around the time that these mm-hmm. movies were coming out. And so when you go there, it is still very cartoony, old kind of the yep. same vibe. Well, I think they all are. Most really? places we had a Batman ride. It was one of my favorite. Every, I think at Six all the all Batman the Six Flags have a Batman. Too. Okay, I said that was the last fun fact. Oh. There's one more fun fact okay, that's it, super fun. It, okay, about it. Jack Nicholson. So, no, about these Batman movies. <laughs> we are over so, Jack Nicholson. In the Batman 1989 movie, Harvey Dent. Yes. Who in the Batman canon becomes Two Face? Harvey Dent is played by Billy D. Williams, Lando <gasps> Calrissian. Oh, Lando. Yes. So, continuing, as part of his contract for the role, um, if Harvey Dent, because Harvey Dent doesn't become Two-Face in that movie. He's just Harvey Dent, district attorney the whole time. If Harvey Dent was going to be used in any of the sequels, it was in his contract that he would then play Harvey Dent. they cut him? So, when they came to the third movie, Batman Forever... They really wanted Tommy Tommy Lee Lee Jones to play Harvey Dent Two-Face, so they had to buy out like this (laughs) million-something-dollar contract because they did not want... Why did they because he didn't do a good job? I I just don't know if I I don't really see him as a Two-Face. But that was just bad casting. Well, like, 
his role in that movie as Harvey Dent, it's not a big role. So like it was more about like we're having him hey this guy's like, from Star Wars maybe he'll maybe get some Star that Wars was fans it to come movie and that was smart he does a, he does a, he does he does fine in the role but like it's hard to imagine him having to be arguably the principal villain right. in the sequel and be this kind of two faced Jekyll and Hyde maniacal type of calendar. Plus I think by like whenever they made that movie, ninety five, six, whenever it was, I think Billy D. Williams doesn't carry the star power of a, a Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. You and know? when you first said Billy D. Williams, I thought of Billy Zane isn't and he's the villain in Titanic, Me right? Too. Wouldn't he have made a great two face? Speaking of Titanic, what a great segue into a topic that I had not planned Jack. to talk about. We recently acquired Titanic, oh, the board okay. game. That was going to be one of my openers, was talking about board games <laughs> okay, since right. we just finished playing one. Right. So it's, I, uh, Target was having a huge sale on board games and I saw it and it was like a board game. Those board games bucks. are all, they are like 50 to 60 bucks now. Yeah, and but if was, you think about them though, that's so cheap considering you get it for life. Right, right. But I paid $7 for this Until game. you lose a piece. Y'all. Then you go on eBay and buy it. <laughs> Y'all. For another 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how much the the replacement the piece. thimble is on for Monopoly? But you don't but need the thimble to play like Monopoly. Nineteen twenty-eight original. But do you need the thimble to play Monopoly? You can just use literally a bus token to play Monopoly. Ooh, I think the bus token. I will the, say the thimble token? was my favorite. Can I get back to the fighting of the game? <laughs> Are we I'm talking just, about thimbles? I'm just saying the thimble symbol. Joe of the is patriarchy. upset about the retail value of board I'm games. I'm saying. Board games are Titanic of the game. You, got it. I got it for seven dollars. It was worth it because the game is honestly trash. So it was worth it because I don't like the game. But you so can, we can lose those pieces. But you can. There's not any pieces really. But you can Just play as Billy Zane. <laughs> What, hey, what, what? Oh, I thought is I Peter heard, coming? Well, the, just I just want to warn everyone. There's a high probability that you hear me go ah because oh, sometimes you don't want to bust their ears. Yeah, because sometimes literally Peter will wake up, come out of his bed, and come find us without saying a word. And, it you and out. then we see a child, and then he runs like imagine what a golden retriever looks like <laughs> running in a field. That is how Peter runs to see us in at nighttime because he, he the. If you want to make he's Peter excited, scared. no, he freaking loves the nighttime. He thinks nighttime is fantastic, and he's so excited to see us because he thinks it's now playtime. And he runs, <laughs> he runs, he, ba- he barrels towards you in the middle of the night when you're on a couch watching some sort of horror film, and it's terrifying. So hilarious. Just before one. Anywho, we should play um, Titanic. Titanic the game where you play as all the characters of Titanic, and you try to save as many guests as possible before the ship floods. Wait, but if I'm if I'm Billy Zane though, can I try to not save people? So he, he, I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> if we, uh, I just put myself on a lifeboat and I end the game. Um, <laughs> really? If we want to get into the nitty gritty details, each character has different like, like uh, strengths, tools. Yeah, different like actions. What that is they Billy can do. Zane's having a gun? Yeah. Probably, a lot of it, lot of it has to stealing. do with like if there are any empty <laughs> lifeboats left at the end of the no game, morality. you get points. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because he, you didn't save anyone. Yeah, Billy he Zane. gets to go through and kick people off right, of the right, lifeboats right. that you put really? on. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. You, yeah, so he gets points different than I would. Oh, I would 100% just insist on always being Billy Zane in that I game. I was the captain, and it was a lot of fun. Well, don't you have to go down with the ship? That's what I thought, and he did <laughs> not play thinking. by the captain rules. That's what I was thinking, but he was a no, I saved, I saved so many people. We were going to originally the play the does. game as Rose and Jack, but then decided to go very dark as Captain and Billy Zane. Wait, <laughs> hold oh, up. Are you saving... Billy? 
Are you saving other players, or are there just, no, you're random, just random, random people? You just in there. gather as many life of uh, life. life people. Guys, I'm not gonna lie. This tokens. sounds dope. Sounds I, dope. And I will say mm-hmm. this as someone who doesn't drink alcohol, I think it would be more fun if you drank alcohol while playing. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible game. It's just like, it's, you could tell it was designed for people who are obsessed with the movie Titanic. Because oh, yeah, like yeah. every card is yeah. like, okay, like sing the song, the Celine Dion, Dion yeah. song for extra points. Yeah. It's definitely an uh, interactive It's game. like anyone who sings this song gets three extra points. <laughs> and Joe and I were just sitting in the living room singing Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Yeah, we had a lot Don't of fun Don't sing it, though. That. We're going to get sued. You're here. There's nothing I fear. If you could invent a board. <laughs> hey, invent. Okay. Allie and I, not if. So, Allie and I, when we were homeschooled. Oh, yeah. You made a game. We would make board games no, all, the all the time. Like out of a cardboard. And How we would many make our of them own. did you try and pitch to Mattel? None. Because we did them for fun. The best game Ugh. I think we ever invented was called. Wait, S- you remember? You don't? No. You don't remember I Star remember. Search? What was Ooh, Star Search? Search. You don't That's remember? a TV Wait, show. Wait, it's coming back to me. Keep going. Okay, so Star Search was a game where you, at the beginning of the game, you got to pick one of three paths. Singing. Was it based on the TV show? Was it based I think on so. life? Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. It was It was featured, modeled after life gameplay, but it was inspired by the show Star Search. You could start as a singer, an actor, or a... Um, or a groupie. Singer, Some actor, other dancer, dancer. And then they each had their Set own builder. path. And every time they were like star search um spaces and each time you landed on the space you'd have to draw a card and we would write things like your agent dropped you or whatever oh. i thought it was pretty good i mean considering that you I wa- moved to la as an, yeah no seriously as an aside as an adult as i because i we and neil and i have a lot of friends who like like really i would say they're not obscure obscure games to like people who like board games but they're they're not your classic like clue or life um, as we've gotten more familiar with like just different types of gameplay, I realize that the games that are really popular are probably popular because they're so simple. Right. But like they're they're just barely scratching the surface of, of how cool board games can be. Well, I do think that like in the past decade, board games have become more of a uh, like more a of a thing. Th- more of a thing. Like I don't think like I don't. Other than like Dungeons and Dragons back in when we were younger, I don't really think that there was no Axis and Ally. Axis and Allies was a thing. But there was probably like a handful, but now there's like thousands. Well, there's board game conventions, and it's actually a convention I would love to go to. Right, right, right. I think think they have one in Houston. Neil and I just recently purchased two new board games. One, which I. Allie's looking at me. I've talked to you about it. You just did a terrible job explaining this game. (laughs) Well, I explained it as it was explained to me, but it's actually. I read up on it. It was invented, I think, in 2019. Uh, and it became really popular because then the pandemic hit, right? right? Well, yeah. And now it's in, like, name... It's, like, in it's Target, Target, Walmart. It's Target yeah, it's right. everywhere. It's $60. So what is it? It's, it's called, called Wingspan. And literally, the premise is that you're building an aviary. And it's what's called a tableau building or an engine building game. So, like, once you... every You know, whatever birds you get, like, there's three... Um, different like if you, you have three different kind of environments. Ty- environments and as you build them in each land type then they kind of form like an engine so like your goal is to collect eggs and to get victory points but it's just really beautifully done 
Um, it's aesthetically appealing and ex- aesthetically calming. Well, and our friends brought it over. And when they first presented it to me, I was like, I don't care about birds. Because like mm. the cards, like literally when you collect the bird cards, they're like, they tell you what wingspan, like what environment they stuff. have. Yeah, it's All like really detailed. But then after you go, because it's like, it's a type of game where you're kind of creating your own game within a game you kind of get lost in your own aviary and it's just really quite relaxing you're just kind of looking at birds it's very beautiful very pastel-y watercolory so we bought it because i want y'all to play it and because i thought it was fun did you bring it with i didn't because Allie told me not to Good. um false i don't remember telling you not because we to. were going to play the game that you, you said did. are we going to play the game that you just got i said yes and you were like sweet i won't bring out okay. well, oh think- actually to be fair Wingspan, we didn't think we were going to get it. We bought a second game. It came like the afternoon we left. We forgive y'all. Well, the other game is called, was it, Neil? Everdell. Everdell. And it's similar to Wingspan, except you're building like a woodland creature city. So you just bought the same game. (laughs) We don't know. I don't know. know I haven't played Everdell. I just realized that I really like tableau building games because it's very much like Dominion. It's That's a deck building, but it's kind of engine building at the same time. And um, I want to stop watching TV so much and board games are fun. So, And for this me... This is my main issue with board games because I love me a good board game. Most board games, if, if, there are, if they are even... If it's even possible to play with just two players, it's just not as fun with two players. Like, in Joe... Yeah. And I played Titanic by ourselves, and we were able to play it, and it was fun. But like, we're I like feel, learning still. I feel so. like most of these games are way more fun in groups. Well, that do could you know, just be the, the fact that I'm an extra? Well, do you know what's really fun though? Is that Wingspan and Everdell? You can play as one person. Whoa! It's got a it's got a single person version, kind of like Solitaire. Whoa! And that's why I like the engine building concept because, like, the game that we played at your house tonight, you. The reason, because like I, I never win board games and it makes me frustrated sometimes, but in the ones where like an example would be Bananagrams, it's very simple, right? Right, you play by but yourself. But I'm playing my own board right. while everyone, so I have that enjoyable level, but um, so I don't know if that makes a difference, but you are an extrovert, so maybe you like the social aspect of I board games. I do games. like the social aspect a of board games. A tear blast from the past, I remember a time when Joe and Allie had a lot of fun playing a game. When they had yes. purchased the Nancy Drew oh. Iceland oh. game, this is yeah. not the story. Wait, what's that we were Nancy Drew about? Iceland game? It was okay, the computer game. The Nancy yeah. Drew computer games slap. They are so oh, awesome. I Haley think we still I, have it. We do. Haley there. and I didn't you guys them play it together? We, we almost we almost beat it without any. We had to like helps. hear me say. I have two college degrees. Joe has an undergrad degree, a I've master's degree, and a PhD, and we still had to use cheats to figure out how the heck we to beat that game. We only used one cheat because we couldn't find some item or something. We never like, continued playing the Salem one. We yeah. have the Salem Witch Trial one, but we yeah, we never got, we got stuck and we needed like a cheat code and we never finished it. But um, no, to everyone listening, if you like puzzles, oh. get the Nancy Drew computer games. They're, They're really so worth good. it. And, and, the, and they're not corny, I don't feel like. No, although I'll make this as simple as possible. Allie and I realized that they had a pattern every other year. They would make a, uh, right. like a, like a more educational game versus a more adventure-focused game. The adventure-focused ones were the best Get the adventure-focused one, yeah. I learned far too yeah. much about random topics in the educational ones. You which I guess is the point, but it's <laughs> useful. Well, it's like useless I would rather explore like a, you know, like Marie Antoinette's castle than have to study legitimate yeah, textbooks in a video game. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I, 
my sister play those games and I remember seeing like sheets of paper on her bedroom yes. floor of like different <laughs> symbols and codes yeah. and stuff and yeah. like it was like she was Ghost doing some Dogs Zodiac of Moon Lake stuff. Were, was also oh, that right. was about prohibition it was so good. I will say I mm-hmm. think that the Nancy Drew computer games are the closest like the best way to describe them are escape rooms now Oh yeah, yeah. For like sure. it's like yeah. the same thing, except instead of you're not in an escape room, you're in you're in a computer game. But yeah. they're so good. Oh, I think that's a good segue to a movie that we all. Oh well, Joe La Brea. No, Joe, <laughs> Joe wasn't here for this. Allie and Jake came to visit us last weekend because Joe was hunting, and we decided to watch a movie on what is it, Peacock? And it was a movie starring James McAvoy. A.K.A. Mr. Tumnus. Mm-hmm. And the movie was about a man whose son goes missing. Blah, 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 blah. The only reason why I wanted to watch it was because in this, it was set up to where he didn't have a script. And this, you, you said escape rooms. Essentially, it was like us watching him in a very immersive escape room. He had no script and was given no direction. Everybody else had a script and direction. And so the whole guys was like, uh, or like, you know, the whole shtick was that we got to watch his emotions in real time and it was just a real letdown it was terrible <laughs> honestly it was like you could tell that james mcavoy had so the time confused. of his life he was also so confused <laughs> he was so confused and he was loving it but as an audience member you were like this is the most no cliche I, story well, we read a review afterwards and they had a good point to where it's like the hard part like the idea the concept is really cool because it really makes james mcavoy have to react and like in a real way but the problem is is that because you don't have a lot of dialogue written for the main character dialogue is how you get into people's heads and so without the dialogue and then you it's hard to really understand him and you can't really throw too many twists at him because (laughs) so there wasn't it was very very formulaic it's it's like the movie was not made for the audience it was made for the actor right it was yeah. for james yeah. mcavoy to have a blast him. would you rather have your son kidnapped or your husband kidnapped this, Haley terrible. <laughs> this is a real live question i honestly would rather I have, have an joe answer. kidnapped because i feel like he could get out of it pretty easily well here's yeah, the, I, I was gonna say that i don't want set of skills <laughs> <laughs> no but in, i mean i don't think i would ever wish Rock, that on anybody tumbling, but like kids are fault line analysis <laughs> kids wouldn't know because like spatial Haley's really I'm trying to answer, this answer this. <laughs> peter would not know what was going on and right. he wouldn't understand that he was kidnapped like there is a sense of hopelessness <laughs> are you my that. new dad no yeah and he might think that we abandoned right, him right. i just think that there's all like and, and he would not have any skills to like escape i think that this is Neil... not a serious question well you asked him no, i think it's i think it's important to to point out children are helpless thank you joe for pointing that out and People who kidnap children are bad people. <laughs> have you kidnapped Valid. a a fully grown adult? <laughs> you're, if you're slightly trying to get better. Some money, <laughs> if you're trying to get some money out of it, like okay, you're in a bad situation. <laughs> I have but, empathy for you. But we can we can talk, we can reason. If you're a cyber security, cyber hacker person, breaking into pipelines and and stuff, you guys don't know. What happened there? The whole pipeline cybersecurity issue. Is this have to do with kidnapping? <laughs> no, but no, it but it's so like, boring. But the point is, like, if you're was this on your other podcast? If you're going <laughs> after somebody who is at your level, then you're probably intellectually or financially. 
I guess more intellectually, like emotionally, like it's like an even playing like, field. Like adult yeah, you're adult. you're kidnapping adults, or you are going and hacking into a large mainstream computer. Not like walking up to a kid and stealing their lollipop. Like you're doing that for for a specific purpose. It's not personal. You just want to get money, or you want mm-hmm. to. You need something, and you think this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel sorry for those people, but if provided that they're not like just wanting to watch the world burn, like an adult can reason with them and find their way out of that situation, whether it's paying them off, right, 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 or whether it's like it's negotiation, yeah. You can negotiate, whereas with you're a saying child, that most cases with an adult being kidnapped in a hostage situation, because you're you're assuming it's a hostage situation. I mean, if it's going to be like a murder rape, well, yeah, you're going to. We just uh, got really <laughs> like, dark. yeah, that's a that's a that's a completely different. Situation. I'd like to say if I can kind of light, lighten this a little bit, I think kidnapping complexity really depends on proximity. You kidnap Peter and you're across the room. <laughs> easy you kidnap peter and you take him across the world hard what <laughs> oh you mean it's a challenge to take him across the world well i think i would say it's a challenge to take him across the room as well <laughs> i'm just saying you were talking about like these same intellectual levels i can be dumb but if i see that you took my room to target and i know that you're at target like it's took my room to <laughs> <Took> my peter <laughs> whatever i'm tired took my room to target <laughs> About it's like rooms proximity. to go. <laughs> Is that what it means? Well, <laughs> well, you no, buy a whole room and you take it home. Here's the real. Here's oh, a, rooms I, to go needs a drive through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's or called the loading dock. A little panorama of a room, or like a little model. Like, you, it's you called the loading up, dock. You, you pull up to like some board. <laughs> Mila, and it's it's like, called curbside delivery. <laughs> no, no, no. A uh, drive-through. <laughs> you don't order ahead. You show up oh. and you look at the board and you pick I would something. I like a couch. As Neil's saying this, but he would not let us buy any seating until he sat on it. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to buy something if you can't sit on it? It was first? a challenge. Here's the thing. We have to keep talking about rooms to go until Peter wakes up so we can interview him for this podcast. Guys, I'm kind of were afraid that he's say, suffocated. Were you going to say something? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well... Oh, I do want to let podcast listeners know. Do y'all have a podcast too? <laughs> no, the, but hey, tell the people where they can find you. Wait, what do you guys in the pipeline? Yeah, um, what do you guys? What do you well, guys? Well, what I was going to say is that we are all waking up at five a.m. tomorrow, very early in the morning, to drive to Oklahoma to see Allie and my grandparents, um, whom we have not seen since COVID. So it's been about a little Almost under two years. Two years. Um, so we're really excited, but I might have to end the podcast soon because I'm going to be tired. I'm already yawning. Joe died. <laughs> Joe's asleep. Okay, well, Joe, sign us off. Well, oh, I thought we had to talk about oh, what our project is. Oh, plug. my God. Yeah, Every fine. Time. Do your plugs. Do your plugs. Kidding? Let's go. Plug them. I have no plugs. I got a plug. Okay. Let's I'd like hear. to throw a shout out to uh, the uh, Houston Collectors Convention, which I believe is uh, happening <laughs> oh, mid-October. Really? So if you're in Texas, if you're in Houston, you should go hit that up. They're going to have many special guests, including you, Vanilla Ice. What? 
Man, if we didn't have such a packed October, we would <laughs> we'd probably go there live. Neil, isn't this the convention where they're having the original guy who sang the Pokemon theme song oh, yeah. come perform the wow. Pokemon? And they're gonna they're gonna have the original from the Power Rangers, the original Red Ranger and the original Black Ranger. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who sang the original theme song of the Pokemon? Some guy, I don't know. Is this just like some random Gotta bro? Catch yeah. Him up. Is he like how old is he? Oh, like forty. He's something? like he's got a voice now. I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Laura Robinson because she told us that she's been listening to the podcast. (gasps) Laura, can we say it? Can we say it? What? Yeah, sure. Wait. Congratulations, Laura, on your engagement. You're you're trying to say she's been listening to all the episodes oh, just or bit. just mm. yours? She'll I definitely know. listen to this She's one. listened to at least two. I will say we Laura, have... Laura, if you are listening right now, thank you. Mm. Mm. We have consistently 18 downloads per episode. So there, it is possible that there are 18 people who are listening to this at least in part, if not wow. more. That is far more than I thought. Is it a lot? Absolutely not. But it's more than five, and we've been saying we have five followers. So I'm really curious if we had like 25 guesses, could we guess all 18? Probably, but we won't film that. Ooh, no. I do have a question though. Do you have the tech to allow call-ins? Like, if we wanted, you know, if Neil's sister becomes an avid fan listener, could we call her in and have her on the podcast? Sometime? We can because Joe does podcasts we, with people on Skype and stuff. We can. It's just too complicated. You could do it over Skype. You could do it over things like Zencaster, but I think Zencaster for a free version is only eight hours a month. So we would be very limited. Mm, on so that. Well, that will be our sweepstake contest situation. Get excited. We'll announce it in a few hey, weeks. Hey, if you are interested in being on the podcast, give us a ring. Give us that five star rating. <laughs> leave a review. If we see that review, we will we'll read reach out. We'll read it on the air. If you out. want to be a guest, We'll get you on the show. Um, I'm going to end this thing. But by ending this thing, I also need to say, guys, when you are listening to this, this comes out on a Monday. Tuesday night is the premiere of La Brea. (laughs) La Brea. Get excited. We are going to possibly record our live feedback while watching the premiere episode. Haven't oh, decided yet. don't do that because that's going to be copyright issues. If no, you're we're not going to. F- no, we... you're not going to hear the audio. Haley, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I will say. I want like a like an after party, like where you record your. We're trying thoughts. to get a party, I, but no one's talked to I'm us. I'm going to say it. we're probably we're going to have a watch party. Of two it people. is going to be Allie and myself. <laughs> Because apparently nobody wants to watch La Brea. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have La Brea snacks. We're gonna have. We're we gonna are have going to have La, La Brea <laughs> pudding. We're gonna have La Brea. You, know, <laughs> you know, you know earlier. La <laughs> earlier, how we we're, were talking crackers representing the sinkhole cracking. <laughs> earlier, how we were talking about Tim Burton's yeah catering food, <laughs> La Brea from the tar pits. All of it's gonna be <gasps> La braised. LeBraised <laughs> dire wolf pockets. What? Lapita. Lapita. Are you just putting the moon? We're just gonna love. Now I am, but my first three puns were fantastic. La American cheese. LeBraised is great. LeBrie is also good, and LeBraised. La bagel bites. <laughs> we gotta end this thing joe sign us off all right well thank you everybody for joining us this week on the but here we go podcast 
And until next time, Bye. the deer, we're going to go. Ding.